Welcome to The Blurred Perspective. I'm Elle. I'm Brother Ru. And we're going to be talking about a few topics today, starting with our marriage topic of the day, which is video games. Ladies, these men got us out here thinking that we are the whole devil because we don't want them to play video games all the time. I didn't say you can play some of the time, but if there's something to do, then I'd expect you to get off the game and actually do that thing that you're supposed to be doing. Well, that's news to me because it seems like anytime I get on a video game, it takes from the quote-unquote time we can spend together. That too. So it turns into a competition between not a competition. you and the video game and my attention. And I'm not a willing participant of that. That's your perspective. I just err on the side of time management. So, like, if, again, if you have something to be doing or could be doing an adult activity, then, yes, I would prefer you to be doing that. Watching TV with me, getting caught up on a show that we need to get caught up on for whatever reason, a movie we need to watch or want to watch. I'm sitting there bored trying to figure out something to do, looking sad, and I have to wait to get time with him. So your boredom is my fault. Yeah. How many books have I bought you that you say you want to read that you ain't finished reading yet? I'm going to finish them, but the point is sometimes I have to read a lot for my Hmm. job, and I don't want to read all the time. So because you don't have nothing to do, I'm supposed to not. So we could be sitting there, people, and we could be watching TV six hours straight. Grey's Anatomy, whatever she want to watch. Damn the show, How to Get Away with Murder. So our Mondays is like uh, Love and Hip Hop or so whatever used to come Rashida. on in the fall. You know, then you get your Tuesdays was like uh, what's that Wilding Out and and you know whatever show come on on the certain days. We sit there and we'll watch them. It could be ten o'clock at night. She could be sleepy, ready to go to bed. I could be wide open, wide open, not sleep at all. And she'd be like, it's time to go to bed. It's time to go to bed. I'm a grown-ass man. We're shutting the house down. Who shut the Everyone house down? Everyone needs eight hours of sleep. Uh, Einstein only slept for four hours a day, and he was a genius. Mm-hmm. So why do I need eight hours if I'm not tired? Then I can go play the but game. But you should not. While you go, so I'm woken. I've been awakened in the middle of the night. We're talking two, three in the morning here, and they're in the middle of a mission. It's not that serious. It's just not that serious. It's not serious to you. You don't understand what it's like to start a mission and then not finish it and have to start all over again the next day. That's not cool. It's Once not I real. Mission, I want to finish it. Or she could be gone all day. She could go have fun with her homegirls, co-workers, whoever. Go out, party, do a girl thing. She's assuming that because she leaves the house, that's my time to play the video game. I might got to cut the yard or something first. Do whatever I got to do. And then when I'm finished, then I might play the game. I might want to watch some TV or something. I'm not necessarily jumping on the game, but because she leaves, that's my dedicated time to 
oh, you got to play the game because I'm gone. And then as soon as she popped back in the door, it's, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. home. Life can begin. So I'm supposed to stop playing the game because I'm just supposed to walk over to the Xbox or the PlayStation and just, oh, my wife's here. No, Let me turn this off. wrap it up. Like, use your context clues. There are times when I want to be on TikTok or something else watching a show I like, like Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I might want to say, you know, it's time. It's me time. It's self-care time. I'll just do that thing by myself. But then you go on for hours and hours in there and you don't think, wow, let me go check on my wife. Let's see what she's up to. I'm in the next room. If I look around the corner and I see you still breathing, I'm good. But if I'm standing over you like I'm ready to watch something or whatever it is, it's time for you to go ahead and wrap it up. When have we ever missed something or been late to something because I was playing a video game? You have a whole t-shirt that says, I paused my game to be here. So I'm not sure exactly what event we relate to, but I'm pretty sure it has something to do with that. That is circumstantial evidence and it should not hold up in a court of law. If you can't tell me... But when you have it in black and white. I paused my game to be here. That's a fact. People should understand that. I paused my game, something that I like to do, to be here because you wanted me to be here or because we had to do something. I paused my game to be here. That's an important fact. That is an important statement of fact. I paused my game to be here. Literally. Thank you. Welcome. There's just a lot more things we could actually do. We could go outside and play real basketball instead of NBA 2K. We do that, and I beat you and Gavin. Okay, well, I'm just saying there's more to life than just every waking em empty moment being about a video Every game. moment ain't about the video game. I got shows I watch like DC Titan, shout out, that you don't watch. That's a good show. You so, got shows that you watch that I don't watch. That's our opportunity to do. You watch your shows, I watch my shows. You read a book, I play the video game. You want to go play with your hair or something, I go play the video game. You want to go hang out with your homegirls, I play my video game. Yeah. If, if I go out with my cousins or something, and I come home, if you was playing a video game, and you was in the middle of a mission, I wouldn't even bother you. Hey, baby, you need some help? You need some? Uh, let me know when you finish so we can do something. Not you. I'm here. I'm home. And then you give me that long little look with your hand on your hip. Can I get a hug? I mean, my problem is you act like you can't pause these games. They have a pause, but we it's 2020. We have technology now. So my wife is a blurred for the most part about everything else but video games. When it comes to video games, you she loses about a thousand to five thousand blur points because it's like you got to know that there are certain games like a ghost recon while i'm doing pvp where i can't tell the other team hey man my wife wants to Time talk out. to me everybody stop like it don't work that Time way I'm out, everyone no they're on the other team trying to kill me i'm trying to kill them ain't no pause it's a you about to get this work and for those of you who want to get this work, you know, Xbox D Militant, D oh, underscore Militant. And I believe my PlayStation is also D underscore Militant, but I'll get that by the next podcast. But, I mean, y'all, I'm not that action boss. I, I do multiplayer games like uh, uh, Naruto to Baruto Shinobi Striker. I do Ghost See? Recon, Breakpoint, Wildlands, Mortal Kombat, 2K. Time I need to get a squad, you know. 
I, I, I try Madden. I ain't as good as I used to be or ever was, but, you know, I try. But this whole notion of her. So, look, she could be sitting here. We could be watching TV, right? Mm. She could be on her phone, on Instagram, TikTok. I'm still present. Amazon, whatever. I'm a multitasker. We're supposed to be watching TV, spending time together. He is not a multitasker. Now, listen, I'm putting my air quotes. We're supposed to be spending time together, watching TV. She's on her phone. We watching TV again, six hours straight. She on her phone, not paying attention. Let me flip my phone over and look at something. Ah, uh, you, 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 you. We supposed to be watching this. What, what because you doing? Because I'm gonna ask him a question when he's doing anything on the phone or playing video games, and I can't even get a full answer because he's so engaged That's in that. Not true. Also, also. If I'm on a multiplayer game, we have to communicate with each other. We're giving out locations, telling somebody where they we got shot at. Sounds you like saw a somebody lie. running across the screen. Or you talking about somebody. It's either or. You know, you're talking noise. Too much. Then you got to hear this whole, you don't talk to me that much. You on the game all laughing and ha-ha, keep keying, and you don't talk to me that much. It's like, come on now. Having the time I don't your think life. we've been together. We be, have been together 23 years. If I didn't give you no attention, I don't think we would be married. I didn't think you would still be playing a video game this long. Why not? There are video I games. I thought surely for he's gonna grow out of this. Video games are for adults. There are games that are for adults. Grand Theft Auto Five is for adults. People might let their kids play. I, I, I monitor Gavin when he played, but those games are for adults. They are for us specifically. If you have time to do it, just make sure that everything's done before you do it. So, and I won't have an issue. How long? Make sure everything is done. I could wash dishes. My son could create a dish after I wash dishes. She come in the room and swear I didn't wash dishes. But, like, come on. My my side of the room clean. Yard cut. You know, I got everything done. Playing the game. Then it's, you going to play the game all day? You ain't going to do nothing else? We got stuff to do. Like today, for instance. Sunday, people. It's Sunday. It's Corona time. Pandemic going on. We should be social distancing. I'm in the house. And we do. We don't go to parties of just people that we know because we know them. Yeah, no. So, this is the video gaming time. Let me sit here and think I'm going to play the video game all day. Nope. Well, I go outside and see what our neighbors for. She'll go outside and talk to the neighbors for four five hours like it's nothing, but I can't play the video game for four or five hours. Like really? I mean, it's called fellowship. What? We ain't at church. No. So uh, again, so how long is long enough on the video game? Um, I mean, certainly not every single day. It doesn't have to happen, but I mean, like two hours. Two hours. If you can't complete the mission in two hours, you need to go back to the drawing board anyway. Some missions get a new team. Destiny too. Some missions are meant to take two, three, four hours, depending on those how are for people are. who that's all they're doing and they don't have anything else to do. So if we so if we don't have plans for the day, we not doing nothing. Your expectation is okay. You can play the video game for two hours, and yes. the rest of the time we got to be sitting. Give me some attention. At TV. You just have to stare at the TV and never say anything to me. So. 
Are, so you competing with the video game? I'm not competing with the video game, but I feel like why should I have to be like, hi, I'm alive here. Hello. Lord, I don't think it's a man on this earth. Let me speak for myself. I've seen some YouTube videos to the contrary. I'm not picking the video game over you. And then I, ever. you know, forget those little lame videos. I let my man play the video game. He's my king. Thirst traps. Why she just can't respect the fact that she know her man is in the house? Don't we have video games the in the house? If I didn't allow it in the house, it wouldn't be in the house. I'm not saying you can't play, but what I'm saying is be reasonable. So two hours a day is reasonable. Or two hours a week. Let's let's be clear. Be clear about it. On a work day? Why do you need two hours to play a video game? You've been sitting at work all day. That's my release. Sometimes this is not gonna be a popular opinion, probably. Or it's not, you know, people probably going to frown on it. But let's just be honest. Sometimes you play a game like Grand Theft Auto because you imagine in the person that pissed you off and you give them a couple shots. Sometimes when you play a fighting game, you imagine your boss is the other person and you beating that ass. I That's get it. And I like the UFC game. It's actually kind of dope. But to sit there and do it all day, I couldn't. Well, you get a good match going, and then, you know, all bets off. If you, if I taught you how to play Ghost Recon, and I don't, you play the I don't PvP, like first-person uh, first That's not first-person, it's third-person. You see the person on the board. You're oh. thinking of Call of Duty. Oh. But if I taught, that's what I'm saying. If I taught you how to play Ghost Recon, and you got into a PP, PvP match, you would understand how intense that the game gets and how fun it is, especially when you win it. And I'm I'm dope at the game. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm a bad motherfucker. I'm one of the best best surgeons on the game. I'm one of the best scouts on the game. When I get in my teams, if I can get the surgeon, it's a wrap. We probably gonna win. All I'm asking for is balance. That's it. So oh, I, I need balance. Say less. Okay. Well, that's it for that topic. Good luck to you ladies out there with the video games. Uh, to you young ladies, just know it never ends. It just, it gets more intense. Fellas, stay strong. Stay strong. I'm with ladies, you. Ladies, stay strong. <laughs> okay, now on to something we can both agree with. The Last Dance. The Bulls documentary with Jordan and uh, documenting their last season together. That 98 championship run, baby. I love this show. It's amazing. I hate that the two last episodes are tonight. I wish you could go on forever. I would love to hear Michael Jordan's perspective on everything, including the NBA now. Um, but let's get into this Isaiah Thomas situation that came up like early in the episodes about handshake gate and just him not being on the dream team and and uh, all of that. What do you think? Me? Uh, I, I've had this conversation. Uh, shout out to Hoop Jargon. Uh, it's one of the Facebook groups I'm in. Um, my take on it is, used to be, Isaiah Thomas should have been on the dream team. I, at the time, it was everything was happening. 90, you know, that, that, that 92 dream team, I thought, Isaiah Thomas should have been a part of that team. I thought he should have replaced John Stockton, to be quite honest with you. 
I didn't understand at the time how John Stockton was on that team over Isaiah Thomas or Chris Mullen. And to a certain extent, I thought he could have replaced Clyde Drexler at the time. Hindsight being what it is, Clyde Drexler was arguably the second best shooting guard in the league at the time. Chris Mullen was a, a small forward, so you're not going to lose his size. And he was a great shooter. And then uh, Christian Leitner, he was an amateur. You had to have one amateur on the team, so you couldn't replace him. So, you know, watching it back and watching, you know, some of the interviews after the fact, Rod Thorne had a good point, you know. Uh, you know, Isaiah Thomas never came up. They were thinking about the best players currently. And at that time, Isaiah Thomas was at the downside of his career. I think he only played maybe two or three seasons after that. And it wasn't his best basketball. I think you're putting too much thought into it. I think that it's enough to know that, all, like, most of the team didn't want him there. And not just Michael Jordan. Let Magic Johnson tell it. Michael Jordan didn't say anything about Isaiah Thomas not playing. They never mentioned that to him. Nobody right. ever said that. It was mostly Scottie Pippen and Carl Malone sure. saying that they didn't want to play with uh, Isaiah Thomas. And, I mean, that you know, that's a very good lesson in karma, folks. The way you treat people is what you'll get back. And, like, I don't feel... <laughs> One iota bad, I don't, for Isaiah Thomas because he made his bed. That's a perfect, perfect lesson on how you make your bed and you lay in it. Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate, right? Isaiah Thomas, you know, again, hindsight being 2020, they talked about it. When the Celtics was winning and the Pistons finally beat them, the Celtics didn't shake their hand. So when the Bulls finally beat the Pistons, they didn't shake their hand. And personally, to Magic Johnson's point, probably was more about camaraderie. You know, you've got to live and die by the disdain that you created and that you built with how you uh, played the game. You approached that bad boy's punching yeah. and fighting everybody. Yeah, we want to so, be the enemy. Just think about... Isaiah Thomas, and then think about like the Pistons that beat the Lakers in the early 2000s. Nobody really, you know, loves them except for Detroit either. Like, no one really fools with the dirty player. Well, I always felt like the Pistons with Rasheed and Ben and them got that mm -hmm. bad boy moniker and they got away with it. Yeah, it was like, oh, they're defensive. No, they're fouling, yeah, and those are flagrant fouls, yeah. and y'all need to call them. But, and that's not even whining. Like, basketball is not football. But that's the point about Isaiah Thomas. He created that. But I was going to say, outside of the camaraderie that probably maybe potentially wouldn't have been there, is what he said about that, what he defended or what he co-signed on Larry Bird only being who he was because he was white. You know, he didn't say it. He backed up his homeboy, Dennis Rodman, but he was the biggest star. Mm -hmm. So he had to eat that. On top of the fact, it wasn't even his idea not to shake hands. It was uh, Bill Lambeer's. They're not team captain. But right. it's like, yeah, but it's like you, you should know better. You were the NBA Players Association president. Right. You should know what perception is. 
you should know perception can be your enemy. Shake hands. Right. Congratulate the Bulls. Y'all finally got us good luck on your next round, even if you didn't mean it. And let's be honest. Just because Larry Bird did something doesn't mean that <laughs> we'll be able to get away with it for sure. Not like, Larry Why Are you kidding? But, you know, I, you live and you learn. And I hate that. I mean, it's even proof that he was on the downside of his career because, hell, Dream Team 2, he wasn't a part of that. Right. So... I mean, that was his only opportunity to be on the dream team. And well, he got for that, better or for worse, he, he wasn't a part shot. of it. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I feel I feel bad for him. But, I mean, to my wife's point, you make your bed, you lay in it. Yeah, it's not even about being cutthroat. I respect everything Isaiah Thomas did for the game. However, there are some Isaiah Thomas folks who despise Jordan, and it's like, no, you should be mad at your boy because he brought that on himself. And that's all I'll say about that. So, you know, as far as the rest of the documentary, I like Jordan's perspective, you know, on winning and um, the adversity that he went through. Like, we forget about it. Like, you know, we just think about the, you know, the commercials with Spike Lee and the Be Like Mike and the Gatorade and the Space Jam. But he was going through it like he had people talking mad stuff about him as far as like his gambling, his only release in life, his only happiness that, you know, he found outside of the game of basketball. And that had to be a problem. It's, it's just absolutely crazy, but very interesting to get his take on everything. As far as him going to play baseball and and then actually coming back to the NBA to dominate once again. And, you know, while we're on the subject, we always have this conversation. Um, I honestly think that Michael Jordan, um, the Bulls, would have beaten the Rockets in the 94-95 championships. Yeah, I live in Houston. That's great. But I'm a realist. If Michael Jordan's on top of his game like he is, no way you're stopping him. No, no way that they don't easily beat the Rockets. Okay, so I don't agree with the whole easily beat the Rockets part. First of all, the Rockets have to get there, and the Rockets don't get their first championship without Denver upsetting Seattle because the Rockets couldn't get past Seattle. But if the Rockets do get to the finals against um the Bulls, it's a good matchup. Because no, it's a good matchup, but you still had Vernon Maxwell, you still had, you know, Carlos Herrera and all those guys, yes. and you know the the role players. Mm -hmm. They could all defend, they could all give rebounds and stuff. But the thing that people forget is Hakeem Olajuwon. All you gonna have is Luke Longley or whoever to foul out against him. Who's containing well, him? But, um, the Bulls were able to contain Ewing. So, yeah, yeah but Ewing didn't have a larger one skill set. So let's not act. So to me, a larger one is like the second or third best center in NBA history. You can argue, well, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest center and arguably the greatest player ever in NBA history or basketball history for that matter. But you can argue a larger one and Shaq. Shaq was just dominant, like yeah. scary dominant. Like he could dunk on somebody, move somebody out the way. He was just powerful. But that finesse game that Elijah had, that 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 dream shake, it was borderline unstoppable. 
unless you couldn't get the ball to him. Yeah, you forget. And then you had the Bulls were defenders though. Yeah, but you also but you Kenny Smith could 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 match up against a BJ Armstrong or a Ron Humphrey or a Steve Kerr. So it was levels to it. Now I personally, no matter what, will never go against Michael Jordan. I will say that the Rockets will have made a big game, right. but I never bet against Michael Jordan because it didn't take much watching this documentary. Even if he had to create the narrative himself in his head, all he needed is some kind of motivation. And it's a wrap. People would play like, come on, if I'm playing against somebody, i got to talk my noise. You mean to tell me that guys were so scared to talk noise to Michael Jordan because what he would do if you motivated him, right. people didn't talk noise to him? Right. Like, people talk noise to LeBron James like it ain't nothing. People were scared to talk noise to Kobe Bryant, though. You know, I don't know if Jordan never got can you, can you imagine Lance Stevenson blowing in Michael Jordan's head? Oh, my. Oh my can you goodness. imagine oh Patrick Beverly? Trying to muscle up Michael Jordan. Oh no! Jesus Christ, the way no. he would have destroyed that team. Well, it's the way the whole team moved, right? So remember Phil Jackson. He's always been the guy. Like you know, let's say Patrick Ewing gets to play on you. Fine, he won't blow the whistle. <laughs> but let that scrub get a play on you. He's stopping the game. It's timeout. We need an adjustment. Hey, that's that's one thing about Phil. They will get in your head. Let let uh let let Charles Oakley make a play. Uh uh uh. No time out. Time out. <laughs> that that's true, but I just feel like Michael Jordan, physically, mentally, was the greatest player that I've ever watched play the game of basketball from a pure team perspective, a pure player perspective. And the only thing I hate about the documentary. Is that it allows people to try to harp on and quote unquote negative, right? Because that whole notion about his gambling, right? I just feel like losers bring that up, and people that's jealous of him because it's like he was so great, he was so perfect to finally find something that was perceived as negative about him. People just jumped on it and latched on it. It was right. just too unfortunate for me. I will say he has a good PR team because I mean, other than the gambling, what else do you have on? Well, you know, they, they they try to say that his gambling led to his father's death, but again, yeah, but that's crazy. So my my thing about that is Michael Jordan had Nike money. Yeah, he had NBA money. He could pay his debts. Right, his debt, and um, that Gatorade whole notion, of, yeah, Gatorade money. That whole notion that he got suspended from the NBA because it was going to be some kind of scandal about his gambling. Unless they came out and said he was gambling on basketball, who cares? Right. He wasn't gambling on basketball. This is one thing that he had. That and the cigars. Now, I will say, okay, this man would smoke cigars before practice. Do you know cigars are that's serious? That's for your lungs, like all in there. And this baby would go through and still dominate. That is crazy. And they're going to cry and say, oh, Michael Jordan wouldn't have been considered a, new, a good teammate. In today's day and age, yeah, because they all baby back bitches. You can't <laughs> handle somebody challenging you and then going out on the court and proving to you that they better than you. When you watch the practices, not only is he talking shit, he's, he's the first one. Team. He's he's when they doing sprints and they doing suicides, he in the front. Yeah, 
He beating everybody down the court. Attitude reflects leadership. He the first one there in the morning. He the first one in the gym. Top to bottom. He the last one to leave. Like, how can you not respect somebody that's talking shit to you, telling you what you need to do, and also being the example? Like, I could see if he was trash and he was right. talking noise. Dude, I see if he was like, Nick Young or somebody talking oh, noise man. to Kobe Bryant. Like, dude, are you serious? Nick Young, go sit down somewhere. I respect the fact the Jews man enough to talk noise back to Kobe, but where did that lead you? Like, come on, now I don't do that. You had to go coattail with the Golden State Warriors. But you know, I, I like Swaggy. About I like Swaggy P, so I ain't gonna be too tough mm -hmm. on him, but come on, man. Like Jordan was a great player, the greatest, arguably the greatest player in NBA history. I love the documentary. Dope legacy. I hope I when it go on DVD, I'm gonna get the hard copy, Blu-ray, and I will watch copy. it. To, yeah, to go along with you. You're into the max. Yeah, we 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 gonna have all that, but I'm really thoroughly enjoying the last dance. Yes, I'm sad that it's gonna be over tonight. The shoes. Let's just talk about the shoes featured in this documentary, people. Hey, if you don't these know, now you know. Me life. I, I hate these young people. Hey, now you see why we like the shoes. It remind me how broke I was growing up. That's not a knock on my mom or my daddy because I love them dearly. But, man, if I could have got a single, that's probably why I'm a sneaky head now because I can actually afford them. But to have them when they first came out, wow. like them 11s, the Concords with the 45 them 13s, on the back. Them white 13s with the red. Yeah, he's killing us <laughs> with the shoes, people. Yeah, that's, hey, y'all welcome. And it was interesting. <laughs> to see that he had a bleeding foot after wearing those <laughs> ones. You know, I would say this. I own some Jordans, and I would never play basketball in them. So that alone should let you know how great he is <laughs> because there's no way I'm balling in those sneakers. Hey, you just got to get them a size, <laughs> a half size up, give you some space. Okay. But hopefully, you know, we get to that 98, that 98 season and we're going to be good to go. Yep. Well, another thing keeping us uh, distracted during this quarantine are the, all the verses. So last weekend, it was Jill Scott and Erica Badu, which was amazing. I loved it. It gave me life on Mother's Day weekend. It was the best. I had to take my wife's word for it because I didn't know what was going on. I only knew Carl Tyrone, and that was about it. Anyway, I mean the Roots. Come on. Jill Scott did the Roots. The roots. Erica Badu. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so this weekend it was uh, Ludacris and Nelly. So, Dirty Mo. I think that one was pretty interesting. It brought back a lot of good memories. I remember the chicken head. I remember Ludacris's afro and sideburns. You remember the apple bottle jeans and the boots with the fur. Apple bottom jeans. She actually had a, yeah, had a pair. Yeah, I had a pair. <laughs> yeah, I did. I just want to say uh, to Ludacris, I apologize. Because when they announced this versus, I just thought to myself it was probably going to be a wash. Or that they was only going to be able to do 15 songs. I guess in that regard, uh, also with the, the length of songs, I got to apologize to Nelly. But... Also, I don't think unless we missed because we it came on I mean, at six o'clock our time. So unless we haven't missed, unless we missed some of it, I just don't think Nelly like knew his hits. 
and had him on deck. Cause some of them songs he came back with against uh, Ludacris, I'm just like, dude, Why'd you pick that one. What, what are we doing? Like, come, come on. And I, I must have missed Country Grandma or Ride with me because I don't remember hearing them. But I saw him on the playlist, so that must have been one of the parts I missed. But, yo, man, Ludacris, I apologize, brother. You got hit, sir. Yo, Ludacris, I remember we went to a Ludacris show, and I realized oh, yeah. that that he was the man. Like, he, he's got some hits, and he can put on a pretty good show. Yeah, true that. No, I forgot about that show. Yes, it yeah. was dope. Shout out to Luda. Shout out to Nelly. I thought I was going to hear Country Grammar, and I didn't. But, I mean, it still gave me life. I love it because of just the good energy. Like, Nelly and Luda had good energy. Everybody's had good energy throughout this. They don't have to be doing this. And they are blessing us with their time and 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 their art and we appreciate it. So shout out to Swiss Beats and Timberland for putting these together. And I just think it's good for the culture. I hope we keep going. I hope to see it evolve more. I want to see Dr. Dre and somebody. I'm not sure yet. Diddy. Maybe Dr. Mm. or J D. Dr. Dre and J D. Yeah. No, those are the those are the big three at the time. Dr. Dre, J D. And Diddy, so you know, one of those, one of those three, could probably go against each other. Um, my only critique of the verses, if there is a critique, nothing negative, is, and I said this after the Manny Fresh Scott Storch joint, because personally, I felt like Manny Fresh got him because he was playing stuff that wasn't his to me. But they should have rotated ten songs. Manny Fresh go first, Scott Storch go second, then from eleven to twenty. Uh, Scott Storch go first, Manny Fresh go second. Because you had Manny Fresh playing offense the whole game, no defense. So, yeah, if I hear the song you play, right. I'm going to play something better. Yeah. So, if you give Manny Fresh the opportunity to counter something that Scott Storch uh, played, he, he gets more of the rounds by public opinion. But right. once he played that one song that wasn't his, uh, what was it? Tell me a river. Like, come yeah. on, man, you just did the drums or the piano on that. That's right. Not it's subjective. And, and, and I think that we, there should be, I mean, if it's really a battle, let's have criteria just like any battle. Like, Manny Fresh's beats are like amazing. Just the musicality and what he puts into them. And I just feel like that was kind of lost on, oh, he has a song with Chris Brown. It's like, yeah, this is a hit. But are we listening to the beat or are we listening to the fact that this is a Mariah Carey joint, a Chris Brown joint? You get what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. let's just listen to the beat because that's what it's about. It's about the beat that you produced. Yeah, they got to they gotta figure out how they want to do it. I'll say... The Neo and uh, what was it, Chante Davis? Or yeah, Chante. Yeah. That I didn't know. Uh, clearly, I still don't know his name. I should, though, but I think it was Chante Austin. Everyone should know his name. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I thought when I saw it, I'm like, well, I don't know who this guy is. Neo got this. Nope. Wrong. Well, just like Sean Garrett in the dream, like, oh, my goodness. Between them, they have most of Beyonce's hits. Yeah. It's like, I learned something. Or uh, <clears throat> with all due respect to T Pain, when I saw he was going against Lil John, I was like, "What? Why? Like, what does T Pain have?" And, and then, he has a lot. 
Man, he he was he was in there. And those were his songs for the most part, not just the song he produced for someone, but that was his tracks. Yeah, I mean, Lil John was hitting him with some haymakers, but he was standing his ground and he was coming back with him. And like my wife said, I just appreciate the respect yeah. that they were showing for each other. The Babyface and Teddy Riley joint. Yes, you know, my favorite one. The memes that come from some of this stuff is just hilarious. So, I mean, I hope this is something that continues even after life, quote unquote, goes back to normal because it's, it's, been, it's been very enjoyable. I, I really like the verses. So, yeah. you know, even from the beginning with Timberland and, and, and Pharrell and, and uh, some of the other ones that they had, I, I think, you know, my favorite one is still Babyface and Teddy Riley. But, yeah. you know, I look forward to them every Saturday. I don't know why they started this whole 6 o'clock thing. I know. But, it's so early, know. but I guess we have nowhere to go. Yeah, you know, so I like it. I think it's dope. I hope they keep doing it. So what what what, what verses would you like to see? Hmm, I said Dre and somebody. Mm-hmm. Diddy. Diddy's energy is amazing. So I think anybody he goes against would be good. And um, I mean Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber, and maybe Justin Timberlake would be dope if mm. they're into it. That'd be dope. A boy band one? Can we get like a new edition? And I mean, just hey, even within new edition, they could do a versus like that would be crazy. Um, yeah, you know. What about the first one and the Kendrick Lamar thing? Um, I'm, I I don't think that that would have been a good battle. I just don't think that they are. I mean, and you don't have to be even. You don't have to be the same type of artist. That's like saying maybe Kendrick Lamar should go against Common. But maybe Kendrick Lamar should go against Common. Ah, New school, old school. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar and Common. All right, we're gonna put that out in the atmosphere. Let's let's see where that goes. I know uh Shottown. Who was it? They wanted Kanye West to go against somebody. I can't remember who it well, was. Well on a production level. Yeah. I think it was Pharrell. I think it was Kanye Ooh, West versus Pharrell. That would be good. I'd like to see that. And then I saw I'd them. like to see Pharrell. I think uh they was talking about Jay Z versus Snoop. And then it went from Jay Z versus Snoop to Snoop versus Buster Rhymes, which I think that's another under um, you know, not underwhelming or, or, or underappreciated, but I think that you know Snoop is a national. I don't treasure. think I don't think Buster Rhymes is the underdog we think he'd be. And Buster is a beast. Oh my god, his albums from top to bottom are dope. So just imagine him going hit for hit. That would just be a good party. And that could be. As as much as Snoop Dogg can slow down the song, that would still be a hot <laughs> a hot energy event. Exactly. Especially with Buster Rhymes. If Pastor Cavassier come on, it's it's hey. Yeah. It's a party. Oh, and yeah. that's what I like about them. They're like little parties. Well, hopefully, you know, we can get this going. I know at one point I saw one was supposed to be like Bone Thugs and Harmony like versus uh, three six mafia. Oh, that would be dope. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be into that. I don't know what happened to that one. I think they were somehow trying to do it on their own platform, which is like, nah, don't you know? Yeah. Let's respect the founders. Let's let's stick to verses. Right. You don't need nobody trying to take it and make this and that. Let's let's respect what Timberland and, and Pharrell got going. Um, Timberland and Swiss Beats, Swizzy. 
I mean, Swiss beats. I said for real. Yeah. My bad, my bad, Swiss. I apologize, sir. But they need to stick to it, you know. So, I uh, I like verses. It's, it's, yeah. it's a fun event. Yeah, but another event, if you will, How to Get Away with Murder series finale. I think it was amazing. I think they gave us everything that we could get if they're going to end the show. Um, we might get into spoilers, so... I hope you watched it. It's already been way. Well, it's already been forty-eight hours. So sorry. Yeah, I I won't necessarily say what happened. What I'll say is they gave us closure. Yeah, you know what happened to every character in yeah. the show, for the most part. If whether you want to view it as getting an overview of what happened to each character, you know what happened with each character. Some situations were sad. Yeah. Some situations were happy. Some situations were shocking. Yeah. Like, oh my God. But I've been disappointed with a lot of series finales. Right. Thus far. And this is the first one since maybe The Wire where wow, I was so no cool Game of Thrones, huh? with the edit. Oh, Game of Thrones ending was just ridiculous. I I was okay with it. I wasn't as mad as everybody else was. But it, the, the way they did How to Get Away with Murder, I can rock with that. I can honestly say that the time that you invested in it and the way they ended it, yeah. I mean, it's called How to Get Away with Murder. Just know that. And, you know, Annalise was, was the truth. I think her arc was amazing. I also think Frank's arc is crazy. Absolutely amazing. Um, just to kind of get into the mind of Frank. And just see his origin and where he comes from, then you kind of understand the way he is. I think they did an amazing job. I think they ended on a high note. They didn't draw it out. And I'm glad they did it before they got canceled. You know, a lot of these shows don't get to go out the way they want because they get canceled. But, you know, they'll pull the plug before they can really tell the story how they want to. I think it was perfect. I hate that they killed Asher's character, which that's not a spoiler. Right, if you've been watching this season, but because of the way they kind of did the other characters, I kind of wish I could have saw him progress. Yeah, but probably was karma since he did kill that DA. So you know, but then again, uh, Michaela started the whole situation when she pushed the old boy off the stairs. Uh, the dad, uh, the the husband. So, I'll yeah. just say Nate is the real MVP. Yeah, he came through in the clutch. Like I yeah. was shocked. Like, I was really shocked. He came through, came because through he is the loose cannon. People think Frank is the loose cannon. To me, it was always Nate. I mean, can you blame Nate though? I mean, she was supposed to be his girlfriend and all that, and then she tried to set him up for murder. Yeah, but he was also cheating on his dying wife. With her, so just knowing his, yes, know? that was yeah, yeah. I thought she knew about it though. She the one told it's him. It's not okay though. But she the one told him to start dating, like not to wait for her demise. But yeah, Michaela pushing Sam Keating started all this to me, and even though she's not the one that finished it off. Uh, um, Laurel is another loose cannon, I didn't and know. I'm I'm glad she. Was 
normal. Like she went ahead and did what she had to do. She did what was right <coughs> for once in her life. And didn't think about just herself. Yes, like she, she always did. She saved herself with the way they ended the show. Like Yeah, she redeemed herself she, for sure. To me she redeemed herself. And then I I wish that if they did a spin off, they used Stephen Price's character. Yeah. Because I would like to see, you know, her progression, but I don't know how possible that would be just based on the ending of it, how much of her story that they could tell. But yeah, I mean, how to get away with murder. I hate that it ended, but the way it ended was to me, I, I thought it was very well done. I agree. I, I And I also want to say Bonnie is a very strong person. Bonnie is a ride or die. I would say Bonnie and Frank, if I had to have two people on my team that's riding for me, Bonnie and Frank. Yeah, I don't think she got enough credit for her. She is a strong lady. She went through a lot. And she lost a lot. But she still held it down. Yeah, I think that was the... that was the, the Her and Nate were like the best two side characters outside of, you know, the, the, the students. But Bonnie, Bonnie definitely. But Frank, for see, Frank is your goon. Frank is important. Frank's crazy. Frank is amazing. Frank had issues. Amazing. I'd rather have him on my side, though. On my team. But again, kudos to Ron, uh, Shonda Grimes and everybody with the. Shonda Rhimes. With the. Uh, yes. How to get the writers. Home. Amazing. Viola Davis, a national treasure. That had to be a hard role, like to go into places she went in these seasons. That that's a, that's a dark place. Like that's not an easy task, but she did it with grace. Yeah, kudos to her. She kept it black. I mean, you know, some people might have had an issue with who her husband was and or her being bisexual, but she did a damn good job, man. She should get some kind of. Golden Globe or something for the show. Or yep. Emmy. Like, they, they really did good with that show. So, hate to see that it ended. But Yeah, I'm going to miss everybody. All the cast. Like, everybody was amazing. I was entertained every Thursday. And I'm talking real time. And no one watches TV in real time anymore. Yeah, we're we going to need a new Thursday night show. So, if you got recommendations, you know, Blur Perspective podcast at gmail.com give us your comments give us your suggestions any topics we're a married couple that's been happily married for almost 17 years if you need marital advice i am not a doctor but certainly we can try to help and talk through it we can tell you what works for us yeah well this has been blurred perspective podcast until next time we out deuces